0: Good evening and welcome to 3CR in 2018. My name is Rafael Kaleb and you are listening to the Boldness Song 3CR. Happy New Year to everyone. The Boldness is about standing up for your disability rights instead of waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. And on today's show we are talking with Brian Gerling who is President of Sailability Victoria. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you very much, Renifal. Now, Brian, what is Sailability? Sailability
1: is an organisation that um, encourages people with a disability to come and sail in specially designed boats in a safe and friendly environment.
0: And how long had how did sailability start? Well, sailability
1: started over in Rutland, in UK, um, in the early or well, late 1980s uh, where they were taking people with disabilities out and sailing in regular type boats yachts. Then it was brought over to Australia in ninety one, and we've just had our. 27th anniversary, and um, now there. While they, while it was here, there was um, a boat designed specifically for a person with limited mobility and intellect.
0: Right, and how I think it's that. I think you've been involved with Celebrity since 2007. Yeah, 2006,
1: 2007. Uh, we got approached by Sailability Victoria to come and start our program at the Listerfield Lake at our Listerfield sailing club and we we um, embraced that request and we've been running ever since
0: and with the Sailability program with Listerfield um, um, yachting club yeah is it it began with uh, that I think it was the city of Casey donated a boat.
1: Yeah, they, know, they donated. They donated the boat, but we also got some donations from from Marine Safety Council, enough to buy three boats, a trailer, and a personal crane, so that we could um, we could look after people. But since then, some of the volunteers coming from businesses have um, had their social clubs donate. Boats to us as well, and we've got a fleet now of about eleven.
0: I mean, that's like a very, very big growth. There is it. No, is it? How did? Like, are there? Is there many room for volunteers with sailability? Yes, there is.
1: We we have at the
0: moment we have thirty one
1: volunteers, and unfortunately, a group of about eight of them have retired this year. So we are looking for volunteers for our Friday morning sailability program.
0: Right, and with Sailability is that um, the volunteers are a very important aspect on bringing it together. Now, what are the types of roles that volunteers can have with Sailability?
1: Sailability, the roles that they have are that when, um, when you get to the club, the volunteers have got to go to the clubhouse and remove the boats and bring them down to the water's edge. They've got to rig them. They've got to bring down the um, the flotation vests as well, and then we wait for the for the clients to turn up, or the participants to turn up. Once they turn up, they're welcomed. They are walked down onto a floating jetty and helped into a boat tied up beside the jetty, or they're taken down in a wheelchair, and they're hoisted out of their wheelchair on their sling, and they're placed gently in the bottom of the boat. And, and then and then the volunteers some of the volunteers co sail them because this is a two these boats are two person boats they're a hansa class boat, and they're a two person boat, and the volunteer takes them out for half an hour or so
0: right and when like with the uh, participants of the celebrity program that where they've got uh, very severe disabilities um what type of disabilities are we uh, talking about like in a wheelchair acquired brain well,
1: there there um, there is a say a twenty percent participation in wheelchairs um, some people some of the participants are unable to step into the boat so we sit them on a sling in a normal chair and then we lift them in that way uh, but a lot just um, can Squat down on the jetty, put their legs over the side, and and lower themselves into the seat in the in the uh, boat.
0: Right, and like with the, uh, how about uh, communicating with people with a disability, Brian?
1: Well, we can only. There is a small amount that you can communicate with, but we we have a situation where little Jenny comes down on a Friday, and as soon as she gets out of the bus that's brought her down, she's She's in a wheelchair and she starts to giggle. And she will giggle as she gets her jacket put on and then she's winched into the boat. And once she sits in the boat, she will quieten down and out they'll go sailing and she leans over and puts her hand in the water and just drags it along. There's no conversation between her and the co-sailor. She just loves it. Even some... Some of them lie back and they can see the clouds go by the top of the mast and they just calm down and and really get a lot of enjoyment out of it.
0: Yep, now is it... Sailing has been described as one of the most, if not the most accessible sport in the world. Why is that so?
1: Well, I know of a girl that was a ventilator quadriplegic. They made a special seat for her to fit into the, this boat. They sat her in, strapped her in, and her steering mechanism was a cup that came up under her chin because that's all she could move was her head. And she would be able to steer it uh, with moving her chin from side to side or up and down to bring the sail in. Now, she that was the first time in her life that she was able to sit in a boat and do something if she wanted to go over North, south, east, or west, she could just point that way. She didn't have to ask anyone to help her. And she only had that physical disability. Her, her ventilator was stored in the, um, in the boat as well, and in the rescue craft that followed her around was a nurse just in case anything happened. But just to see the joy and the squeal of excitement on her face, to see her do that, it's, it's, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be a volunteer with Sailability.
0: And how did you, um, how did you, Brung, how did you personally become involved with Sailability?
1: Well, I was, when Sailability Victoria came along, I happened to be the Commodore of the Sailing Club. And I got approached and I had a lot of meetings with Sailability Victoria. And I decided, um, I went to the committee and I said, this is not going to cost the membership any. Um, Any effort, it's not going to cost the club any financial or put any financial strain on, Um, and we just took it up. The committee said yes, so we went ahead. And when, when the Casey Council plus um, Marine Safety Council were able to um, give us some money and and buy the equipment, then we were right.
0: Right now, is it? Let's have a little bit about talk a bit about your background. Is that to become a commodore of a yacht club, boat club? Is that usually that means that the person's had extensive experience sailing? What type of experience have you had?
1: Oh, well, I I started sailing um, probably in the eighties, and I joined this. I joined the List of Sailing Club when it was first established in nineteen. 19- Seventy nine. So I started in nineteen seventy nine, and I've been sailing up at the lake. If uh, we weren't allowed on the lake, it wasn't open to the public until until um, eighty six, and and before that we sailed everywhere on the bay. And then we, when the lake opened, we were there. So I've been there at that lake since nineteen eighty six.
0: Right, well, that, that's actually a very, very extensive experience to actually get a very good knowledge of the local conditions yeah. and types of boats and um, how people m- might access it. Now, what type of social activities are available uh, through Sailability?
1: Um, the social activities, we have... Uh, the socialising is, is done by um, the volunteers. The volunteers come in from all walks of life, and we do have... We do have a group of homeschool kids that use it as their sporting recreation and also gives them a touch of humanities when they're dealing with these people. They form a social group. The same with our other programs on the Wednesday and the Sunday. People have been with me all along, right from back in 2006-07, and they are social friends. The, the sailing school, the homeschool kids, if the participants turn up in the buses and the weather is not um, good for being out on the lake sailing, those kids will play with and try and re-interact with the participants and it's, it's absolutely marvellous to see and the, you see the benefit that the volunteers are getting out of it. It's not only the participants getting a benefit. It's the volunteers as well. We we have um, twenty four programs in Victoria. Last year we did ten thousand sailing experience over ten thousand sailing experiences with uh, within those four um, what they say twenty four programs throughout Victoria, in regional areas and on the bay.
0: Right, that's that's really really amazing, it's actually happening. There. Uh, far-reaching impact on helping people with a disability have access to sports, social facilities, and actually develop a type of freedom that there is actually in a water too.
1: Yeah. There is uh, pathways to um, to the Olympics. If you think back the last two Olympics, Um, In the sailing, in the Scud 18, we brought back the gold medal in the Paralympics. And that is, the Scud 18 is a high-performance boat that is um, sailed by two wheelchair people, people who spend their life in a wheelchair.
0: Now, can you tell us a little bit about um, that story, story about some of the stories about people that are involved with sailability, about the freedoms they've got?
1: Yeah, well, I know one boy that um, is called Marty, and he was um, king hit at the age of 17, which left him in a wheelchair and able, unable to talk. Now, Marty's been all over the world with sailability, competing internationally. He's not a champion, but he goes and competes. And someone once said to his parents, did you ever think that your son, in the condition that he ended up with would give you a ticket to go around the world
0: right and
1: so, so that's that's the sort of thing that that can be done through the through the family. See Sailability is also an international organization. All the boats are, uh, are a specific class. they've all got handicaps and they can be raced by anyone, whether you're able or disabled.
0: Right, and like one of the best things that, or one of the um, things that really does interest me, Brian, yes. is it going back to the lady. I think it was um, Jenny. Is it she steered? Yeah, Jenny. Uh, she she actually steered um, the boat um, using a cup under her. And,
1: uh, that was uh, it was a a girl from one of the Pacific Islands, and I've I've only seen it on a DVD. But I saw her training and the building of the special seat, seat that she had. But as I said, she was able to maneuver that boat just by moving a head and a chin, and that's all she could move. She was a ventilated quadriplegic.
0: Right, because that is a very innovative way, um, a fantastic bit of engineering there, to actually use the science in a way that is very humanitarian.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of boats that we call an electrified boat, not a boat you get a shock in, but it's got, we put a 12-volt battery in it and it's got 12-volt winches in it that can control the steering and the sail positioning and it's operated by a toggle joystick that you see on some of the motorised wheelchairs that some of the participants ride in. So it gives, it, it's familiar to those sort of people because they use it to get around normally. But there is a number of different programs, they have these electrified boats. So we cater for, as I said, it's, it's, it, it's the most inclusive sport that you can have at the moment. And I don't know whether you realize one of our programs is run by the Jubilee Tr- Sailing Trust and they have t- Two um, tall ships called the Lord Nelson and Tenacious, and they have a deck between. They have a lift between decks. They have um, prominent signs for people with with um, uh, with sight impairment. And I've seen um, videos of them being hoisted up into the rigging in their wheelchair. And they can go for a trip around the world, or they can go from Melbourne to New Zealand or around Australia, and that's the Jubilee Sailing Trust, and it's one of our programs.
0: Well, as I'd like to actually do, continue the discussion about the Jubilee um, Sailing Trust straight after a community service announcement. Is that okay? Yeah, I
1: don't. Yes, okay.
0: Yep, thank you. We're just taking in a this community service announcement. Welcome back to the Boldness on 3CR in 2018. My name's Raphael Caleb, and I'm talking with Brian Gerling from Sailability Victoria. Welcome back, Brian. Yeah, uh, Thank you, Raphael. And we are talking about Sailability, and we are talking about the Tall Ships um, Jubilee Sailing Trust.
1: Yeah, Jubilee Sailing Trust. If you Google that up, you can see um, how you can book for a sail on it, the, the two ships. I don't know whether they're both in Australia, but there's the Lord Nelson and the Tenacious.
0: The, Lord and, the...
1: They, and they are designed to be crewed by people with various physical disabilities.
0: Right. And so, like, that's one of the things that, um, going back to the um, chat, we'll, what I mentioned earlier, what we will talk about earlier, about sailing being the most accessible um sport in the world yes. that I'm um, going on to let's say um a big ship like the Lord Nelson and the Tenacious and being able to go up into the rigging as well I mean that's absolutely incredible
1: it is it is it's
0: a sight to see Right, and it's like when we're actually talking about um, that was one of the stories we've heard about on how sailing can take somebody around the world. What other stories have? Are you? Can you tell us, listeners, about um, what they've actually done through their sailing? Well,
1: as I said, we've we've had um, we've had consecutive wins in the last two Paralympics in the scud eighteen. Um, we brought back the gold medal in that. Um, there is uh, this coming weekend there is the state titles being held up on the Lake Victoria in Shepherdon and um, we have um, interstate or international meetings and I haven't got a list of where they are, but they're annual. Um, right so plenty
0: of opportunity and plenty of pathways
1: to to improve your sailing
0: skills. Yeah, but like one of the things like um sailing, like it costs money to do this. How much does it? Co- how much would it cost for a participant to be involved with sail- with sailability? Our charge
1: they, they differ, but um, our charge is um, five dollars per sailing experience. Right, and that that's usually a half an hour sale because we have so many com- people come along. And, as, and we did last year, we did 235, we gave out 235 sailing experiences in our program alone. And that's the last term of last year. And over the whole of last year, all the programs gave over 10,000 sailing experiences.
0: Right, I said that's certainly a lot of um sailing hours there. Now, yes. if, if people actually wanted to uh, maybe sponsor or fund or donate Salability Victoria, what are the ways that people could actually help Salability Victoria?
1: They can sponsor so that um, new programs that start up can have some money to go out and purchase new boats and, and new cranes and new floating jetties and rescue boats and recovery boats. And all that sort of thing, and that that could be done by finding out where your nearest um, salability program is, and then making a donation, and that can be a tax deductible donation.
0: Right. Well, is that um that always uh, things to help people? I so, thought but is it you have mentioning something there, Brian, called a floating jetty? What actually is a floating jetty?
1: Well, it's it's a jetty that's anchored to the shore. Um, and its extensions are floata- flotation tanks, and you walk on the top of them. Right. And it's a, it's a proper jetty, and uh, it's it's designed so that it can rise and fall on the tide, or rise and fall on the level of water in the lake or river.
0: Right. And so that just makes things a lot easier uh, for people at well, resistance Oh. Yeah,
1: they get access to a floating boat. They are not put in a boat and then dragged into the water. They can walk out and you can wheel a wheelchair out onto this jetty and there's a crane out there that you can hook their sling onto and lift them up and then swing it out over the boat and then slowly lower them down into their sitting position.
0: Right, and so like in... That's just one of those. Like, one, the last interview which I did in December was with a lady called Amanda LJ, and that was about wheelchair accessibility for people on beaches. And yeah. that was one of the big attractions about talking about sailability is that in Australia, we generally have a very nice, warm, hot climate. And to be able to go out and be able to have a sail with people with a disability, it actually gives people a lot more freedom. and. Yeah. Um, part of the Australian way of life, about inclusiveness.
1: Yes. But it's probably not done in your suburban-type sandy beach. It's only done where there is a pier and or a a yacht club or a sailability program. And and around our bay, all the sailability programs are tied in with sailing clubs. So they would have access. But I doubt if there's... Access
0: to the general public just to get in the water and swim. Yep, is it, um That's kind of like um, with the salability program. That is that. I know is that they do run it down, more, or they used to run a salability program down in Mornington about three or four years ago too. Yes, it's still there. Still there, and uh, with the Listerfield Sailing Club, what days do they actually run the salability programs? What is the one? What days do? You... Oh, days!
1: It, it's it's run on Wednesdays, Wednesday morning, Friday morning, and every second Sunday morning through the first and last school term. In hot weather, we, it's not advisable to to get people that um, that cannot converse and put them in in on a cold day.
0: Right. So. Um, It's just making sure that people um, stay safe too.
1: Oh yes, well they're 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 all fitted out with flotation jackets, and they're in a boat that, as I said, is specifically designed um, for people with poor movement and intellect. And they are—you sit in like two side-by-side deck chairs, and the steering mechanism is by a joystick between those two people, the co sailor and the participant. The boom, if you know what a boom is, that comes out from the mast that holds the foot of the sail in position. has got It's bent up so that when it swings from side to side, it doesn't strike your head. The seating puts the, your body down virtually below the water level and the centre board is fairly long and it's got 20 kilograms of lead in the bottom of it and whatever wind you are in, you cannot tip it over. You know, often you see yachts out on the water and they'll tip over. These boats are specifically designed not to tip over. So the the, the participant and the co sailor are safe at all, at all times. And, and we do put our volunteers through first aid courses and also, also rescue boat courses. We have the facility to do that we give back to the volunteers something because they give so much to the community. As I said before, they're they're privileged. Uh, They call it a privilege to be able to volunteer in this way.
0: Right, well, thank you very much, Brian. Now, can, can you please put out the contact details for Listerfield Sailing Club if people would like to get in touch? Well,
1: if you go to the Listerfield Sailing Club website, there's information there and phone numbers but if anybody wants to ring me directly about it because we are looking for some friday volunteers at the moment i've had about six retire and i'd like to replace them and my phone number is um 0427 521
0: 128 okay thank you very much for your time uh brian Thank you for the opportunity. Okay, my name is Rafael Caleb. This is The Boldness. We have been talking with Brian Gerling, President of Sailability Victoria, based at Listerfield Sailing Club. Now, next up on 3C, uh, just keep listening to Completiada by Lovely, and it's a South American uh, program. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back on the 31st of January, and we're going out with that great Rod Stewart song called Sailing. And thank you very much to Andy, the techno wizard Brit, for all his assistance. Happy New Year, and we are sailing.